You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hi guys, today I'm here with Melanie from Harmony Yoga. I am in Prince Edward County right now in Canada, and you guys know I'm here for the next month or so, taking some time off and hanging out at my parents' house, and I found Melanie because I was in need of a massage, and I just googled massage near me, and Melanie's uh, company came up, and it was really just down the road, so I decided to come in, and, and I met her last week, and she was absolutely incredible. I've come to two of her yoga classes on top of that since, and I really am excited to introduce her to you guys. She's an incredible woman, so welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much, Mimi. I'm delighted to be joining you today and your beautiful audience. Yeah. So let's just get started on like, you know, your whole deal, what you do, how you started your company. You're really into so many different things. So maybe let's just start from there. All right. So it's a, it's a bit of a story, but I'm happy to share it with you. So I do have a lot of um, papers on the wall, we'll call them. I started my spiritual journey when I was 29. I'd had two children. My daughter was a year old and I was in a place in my life where I really disliked myself. I really wasn't happy with where I was at in the world, with how I felt in my body, with the type of person that I had become. So it was a time for me where I had to contemplate and make some choices about my life. And the choice that I made was to reclaim myself and who I was and decide to become the captain of my own ship and to direct my own life. And at that point in time, it, I had to start by losing some weight. I'd gained a lot of weight um, with pregnancy, with becoming a married person and a change of lifestyle from a university, from being really active in high school and as a younger person, and then becoming more sedentary. So I lost some weight. I did a whole Weight Watchers time in my life. And after that, I decided to quit my career and my job at that time, which was working for a company called 4-H Ontario, which is a nonprofit organization that works with youth in rural areas and volunteers. And after making that choice, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I needed to do something. So I asked the universe, you know, show me, show me what would be passionate and fun and enjoyable, something I'd be good at and really enjoy doing that I could balance with being a mother of two young children. And I went to a yoga class and on my way home, I had one of those epiphany moments, the light bulb went off and I just said, you know what? I really love doing yoga. My body, it's natural for me to do it. Why not become a yoga teacher? I have the space and I can make a studio at home. I can set my own hours. I can raise my kids and uh, do something that's good for me at the same time and great for other people as well. So I went in and undertook, I found a yoga teaching facility right here in Prince Edward County that offered a weekend a month for a year for training. 
I loved it so much. It was the first time in my life that I actually enjoyed going to school. I always did really well in school, but it wasn't something I loved. But I loved learning about yoga. And that year while I was at yoga teacher training, I was introduced to my spiritual teachers and mentors, Paul and Jaylee Balch, who uh, live in Australia at this point in time, but they were visiting the county. And I went in for a healing. And the healing changed my life. It was it Reiki healing? What kind of healing? So it's an it's a type of energetic healing, uh, magnetic, spiritual, energetic. And I'm actually now, I can do it. It's part of my training. I've been certified in it. But it's a technique that's come down through the Tibetan lineage, through the Tibetan mystery school. So it's, it's from that lineage. And it blew me open the way that uh, Paul was able to just read my body and know exactly what was going on inside of me by touching me just gently and, and moving some energy in my body, taking me through an incredible meditation that I then went and worked on for the next 21 days that started to transform my life. From then I set a, an intention that I would create a spiritual community within my yoga studio where people could come and heal and laugh and learn how to love themselves again and how to embrace their magnificent selves or their magnificence. So that's my tagline tag is embrace your magnificence. And from then I have done retreats and I've done workshops with Paul and Jay Lee and their organization. I have, um, I'm a certified hypnotherapist with the National Guild of Hypnotists out of the United States. It's the oldest hypnosis organization in the world. I have traveled the world with Paul and Jay Lee on different retreats, seeing amazing and incredible things, doing amazing and incredible things. I'm also, so hypnosis, yoga, Thai massage. I'm certified with Thai massage. I offer hot stone massage, energetic healing. I have Reiki certification in level one and two as well. And I've just finished a year uh, with the Donna Eden Energy Medicine Foundations Program, which has really connected a lot of dots for me and allowed me to open up my healing abilities more and more. So when someone comes to see me on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I can offer many different things. I'm also a metaphysical teacher with Empowered Living. So I'm offering courses and workshops from time to time on healing on your spiritual journey, on learning how to manage your mind and your thoughts and become the captain of your own ship. Start to co-create your reality. I love that so much. And I think that's why I was so drawn to coming back after the first time. I really didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, I'm just going to get a massage. It turned out it wasn't just a massage. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> it never is. There was like energy healing. You used uh, magnets on me. You moved my energy around. And I genuinely felt so incredible afterwards. I walked home and it was like the most gorgeous day. It was so sunny and blue skies. And I was just like, whoa, everything is brighter. I feel so like alive right now. And I think it's actually such a perfect time that I've, you know, met you because the past few weeks I've been, you know, at my parents' house completely alone. They're traveling at the moment. And I've just been working on my book and my course that I'm doing at the moment and just a lot, a lot of time I've been spending just completely alone. And I feel like when I do that, I go through a lot of growth myself. And with that growth comes a lot of emotions and, um, you know, things to kind of heal and things come to the surface. And it's just such a blessing that I found you at this time. Cause I just like, I needed that, you know? So yeah, it's incredible what you offer. And it's so cool. Your story, how 
And so tell me though, I want to know about that initial healing when you said that that like initial 21 day phase completely changed your life. Like what were you exactly doing during that time? Were you, how many hours a day were you spending meditating and and working on yourself and what did you do? So there's a magic in numbers, numerology. And when you come in and do a healing and what, what Paul does and what I will do often with clients as well as I will record a, a hypnotic recording or a meditation. We're in hypnosis naturally throughout the day without knowing it. It's just something that we do all a, a hypnotic state is, is an altered state of consciousness. So when you wake up in the morning before you're fully conscious, that's an altered state of consciousness. Every time you're in yoga and you go through your meditation at the end, that's an altered state of consciousness. It's a hypnotic state. When you're reading a book and you're so into that book and you're feeling all the emotions from the book, that is an altered state of consciousness, which simply means that your subconscious mind is more open to programming. Mm. So you use that relaxation with the recording and you close your eyes, you lie down. Perhaps some people prefer to do it sitting up. I'm, I prefer to be lying down so I can completely relax my physical body. So I would carve out 20, 25 minutes every day. And remembering I have a two year old and a one year old child at that point in time. And this would be my sacred time where I'm going now and I'm going to have this time for myself and I'm going to do my meditation I put my headphones on and turn on the meditation. And all you have to do is listen and follow along. You have to relax. And in that time, the meditation, the words are helping to reprogram your subconscious mind with whatever intent I'd set forth with on the healing originally. And I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I went through those 21 days. And in those 21 days, seven days times three, is a wonderful number for reprogramming, for setting a new pattern up for yourself. 21 days, yeah. And by the time I was done, my physiology had absolutely changed. I was more relaxed. My body had started to remember its natural state. And our natural state is one of peace. It's one of lightheartedness. It's one of harmony, where we just feel in harmony, connected with nature, connected with everything that is around us, with people. It's a wonderful state to be in. It's relaxed. It's beautiful. It's easy. It's elegant. It's very elegant. And unfortunately, for most people, it isn't our normal state, even though it's natural. So the more you work with meditation, Maybe for you, it's Tai Chi that you love to do. Maybe it's walking in the forest that really helps you to get into that natural state or a yoga class. All of these things, and there are many more of them, help us to remember our natural state and then to make our natural state, our normal state. That's what we really want to do. That's what hypnosis, that's what it is all about. You're trying to make it your natural state. Remember what you are naturally and who you are naturally. So what do you do when you're faced with obstacles or people that are trying to tear you down or judgment or criticizers or, you know, I mean, criticism or haters or like just people that really test your buttons? What do you do? So right away, if someone triggers me, I'll call that a trigger. Mm -hmm. They've shown up in my reality because I've attracted them. Every person and every situation in your reality is happening through you and for you, through you and for you, always. 
So I try and right away acknowledge, okay, there's a mirror in my reality right now. And it's shining a mirror at me that I don't like. Because <laughs> there's something in that person or in that situation that has triggered me that I am not willing to accept. So right away, my job is to pause and not react. I want to choose to respond instead. They're very different. Reaction comes from your patterning, which you're programmed to do, which has come from your childhood, from your adolescence, from your parents, from your teachers, from the people that have influenced you in your life. Response comes from my spiritual adult within me. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to acknowledge the light in the life in that person because they've come to teach me a lesson. They've triggered me. So there's something I need to look at within myself because nothing should be able to steal my peace ultimately. Mm. So if I've managed to to be triggered, my peace has been unsettled a bit. So I need to look at that and say, okay, what is it in that person that I'm unwilling to acknowledge and accept within myself? Because I am part of everything and everyone is part of me. We are one ultimately. So that person is expressing a part of me that I have not yet acknowledged and accepted. So I go and take a look within myself and decide, okay, whew, yep, that's, that's a really angry person, for instance. I need to acknowledge that I can be angry too. Of course I can. I can choose to be anything because all potentials are available to us for how we want to be, how we choose to behave and respond and react and, and take action. So how am I then going to respond to that person then in a loving way? Yeah. And for me, it often boils down to understanding where that person has come from. Mm. Understanding. So I'll look at them and I will try and come to a place where I can acknowledge, firstly, that there is a divine being there. Everyone has that light within them. So I'm going to acknowledge that part of them. I honor the light and the life within you. I'm grateful you've come to show me this lesson. Thank you. This is all done internally, of course, because mm. saying that to a person <laughs> might not go over very well, especially if they're particularly triggered or angry or whatever they're feeling. And I'll try and just understand, okay, that person obviously has a lot going on inside of them. For them to behaving this way toward me, firstly, it's their business, it's their energy, it's their stuff. So I don't want it to trigger me. It has nothing to do with me, it really. It has nothing to do with you. I really always nothing. tell myself that when I get like mean messages on Instagram <laughs> or some like family members bugging me, I'm just like, it's not about me, it's about them. Unless you let it trigger you. Yes. So the minute it triggers you, then you have to deal with it and say, okay, what part of me is angry and yeah. feeling that way and I haven't acknowledged? Okay. Okay, me, I acknowledge me. I acknowledge the angry parts of me. I do have the capacity to be angry, but right now I'm going to choose to find my peace and to send love to that person. Obviously, if they're responding and behaving in that way, what they need is love. They don't need me to yell back at them right now mm. or get angry with them. That's not going to serve me or them in any, any way. And I try and look at it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not easy, <laughs> but it gets easier the more you practice it and the more you learn to accept yourself your unique magnificent multi-dimensional multi-layered self the less you have those reflections coming into your reality law of attraction right mm -hmm. once you start cleaning up your internal world your thoughts your feelings understanding yourself accepting yourself 
learning to love yourself in those different ways, the more you just attract really beautiful people into your world and into your life. And you see a lot of wonderful reflections, which you also must acknowledge and accept are reflections of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So let's get into like the metaphysical kind of side of things, because Mm. obviously the law of attraction is such a big topic. Can we talk about like the science and, you know, how the energy works behind it all? We can talk about it. Absolutely. What I know I'm happy to share about. Right. (laughs) How Um, have you manifested things in your life? How have you used the law of attraction? What, what do you do exactly to make it work? So law of attraction I, I don't operate, I guess, with those words as much with the lineage that I've come through, but I'm familiar with them coming from Esther Hicks. I've done some, some listening to some of her stuff. She has some, some beautiful stuff and beautiful concepts. So as far as manifesting, let's give you a picture. A picture is always worth a thousand words. So I'm going to let you use your imaginations right now and open them up. Imagine that you're standing on a platform, a train station platform. Your thoughts, what you choose to focus on and think about is energy for the train. So as you think, your train starts to move. It starts to build energy. So if my train of thought is focused upon what I want, maybe it's a new car. So what I'm going to do with my train of thought is whenever I get the opportunity, because it has to be done casually, it has to be done in a a casual, lighthearted, excited sort of a way, knowing, a place of knowing that as I think I create, I am a co-creator. So therefore, I know that my thoughts are being heard. I know this is going to happen when I'm ready. It's going to manifest in my reality. So every time I have a moment, maybe it's first thing in the morning when I get up, I'll just imagine that I'm in that car And I'm going to think about the preferences that I have. Heated seats for one thing here being in Canada, right? I love a heated seat. So I'm going to imagine that warm seat on my back. I'm going to imagine maybe I'd like a moonroof or a sunroof so that I can have that sunshine coming down through the top of the car. I'm going to imagine that happening. I'm going to imagine my foot on the accelerator and hearing the sound of the motor and just feeling really happy, comfortable in my vehicle as I drive around. And every time I take the time to have this little bit of a visualization, the train starts to move around the track. And eventually, once I've energized it enough, once I've allowed space to receive it enough, because I cannot make it happen, the how is never up to me, only the what. It's a big, big uh, thing to keep in mind. Only the what matters for me. My thoughts create, my thoughts matter because they create matter. So I'm going to think about what I want. I'm going to feel what I want. And I'm going to imagine myself already having it and enjoying it. And when the universe deems that the time is right, or source, or higher self, or whatever words you use, God, goddess, all that is, whatever it might be, when the time comes, when I'm ready to receive it, that car will arrive. Somehow, the universe will have arranged for it to happen, to manifest. So the train coming back into the station is manifestation. I love that. When it comes back around to the station. Manifestation. One of my teachers gave me that visual to work with, but I really like that. Yeah. So that's sort of a, a very simple way to think about it. Energize it with your thinking, 
but do it in a lighthearted way, not a serious way. Do it in a casual way, do it in a lighthearted way, and just focus on the preferences that you have. Don't try and fill in every last detail because you cannot. Your limited conscious mind, intellectual, logical, physically minded brain and mind doesn't have the capacity to hold the details of how amazing something can actually be. So when something actually comes into your life, be amazed and prepared to be amazed and blown away by the magic of it, by the how it actually appears how it shows up. It's incredible sometimes just to, to witness how it comes into your life, how it comes about. Mm, Yeah. And I always think too, such a powerful part of visualizing and manifesting what you want is when it's in the forefront of your brain, your goals and your dreams and your desires, it completely changes your, your way of thinking. So you end up seeing new opportunities, whereas you wouldn't really see those before because your RAS is triggered, your reticular activating system is triggered and you start to see new opportunities, places, and you know, you, you, I, for me personally, I put in more work into things that I want because it's always there in front of my brain. So I'm, and I'm just expecting it to happen. So I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm expecting this to happen. So, you know, obviously I need to go through the movements of making it happen because I know it's going to happen and I totally trust myself. So, and those are the steps that you get to take. Yeah. Because you always, there's always certain steps you have to take. Some of them are Uh, just the visualizing, those are really important, but sometimes there's some physical steps. So if it's a car that I want, well, I'm going to maybe do a little research. I'm going to find out which, uh, which brand of car, what model of car is perhaps the most reliable. Maybe for you, it's important that the gas mileage be excellent. You're going to do a little bit of research about that on your own. You're going to maybe get an idea about how much they cost used new, you're going to do a little bit of that sort of physical footwork here mm. to encourage that to happen. Those are the actions you can take, but the how, again, not up to you, mm-hmm. never up to you. That's where you have to surrender into the unknown and into the feminine and allow. And another really important piece is emotion. E-motion, energy in motion. Always think of it that way. So the thoughts that you have trigger an emotional response. Emotions are chemical. So every time you have a thought, and we have upwards of 50,000 a day, it's a lot of thinking. Apparently men have less than women, apparently. (laughs) Women have more thoughts than men. I I don't know about that. But I do know that every thought creates an emotional release or response from your body. So as you think, you actually begin to change your physiology. You wire your body based on your thinking. That's why becoming an observer of your thoughts and cleaning up your thoughts and learning how to master your mind is really what the journey is ultimately all about. So if you are thinking constantly optimistically, if you're looking for the good in every person and every situation, not to the detriment of not noticing if someone is physically dangerous, (laughs) where I'm not speaking that you have to become that um, head in the cloud sort of a person, because absolutely not. It doesn't go that way. You're actually more able to recognize energetic situations that could be detrimental to you and know to avoid them. But you need to be focused on the good. Most of the time you need to be looking at it, looking for it, finding it, focusing your mind on it so that the chemicals that begin to pour through your body, through your synapses, 
begin to wire your brain and your body for good things, for good feelings, for feeling radiant, for feeling vital, having all that vitality moving through the body, feeling light in your body, feeling joyful, feeling the good feelings, the expansive feelings versus the constricting feelings. The more we focus on what is termed negative, there aren't any negative emotions per se. The only emotion that is negative is the one you choose not to acknowledge and release because it gets trapped in the body, creating the diseases, creating the problems that you have in your body. You want to think optimistically. You want to think of thoughts that expand you, that make you feel more connected with the world, not less connected, not constricted and not alone because mm-hmm. that isn't your natural state. So those expansive emotions will start to wire your body for more joy, for more fun opportunities, for as you spoke about it, right? You're expecting it. You're focused on it. Well, that's then what you're going to attract in your life. Mm. Not the challenging ones, not the ones that are heart-wrenching. You're going Mm. to be inviting the beautiful opportunities that make your mind be filled with wonder yeah. and appreciation. Mm. And you'll live in the now more too. I've noticed that I live in the moment so much more when I'm being positive. And I'm actually currently listening to the audiobook, The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely hard for me because it's very spiritual, but I'm trying to understand everything. It's like, it's mind blowing and I can't wrap my head around so many parts of it. I think I'm going to have to physically read it because that's more how I learn. But um, yeah, it's really incredible. And, you know, he says that the, the author, he says that, you know, fear is just worry and worry is thinking in the future, you know, and, and fear can also come from an experience you had in the past. That's why you think it's going to happen again in the, in the future. But when you live in the present moment, unless there's something currently happening to you right in this moment that makes you fearful, um, it really it's hard to be scared and and negative if you're just living in the moment because you're not, you know, relating your life to who you were back then in the past or worrying about something in the future. So it's just like you're living in the moment so much more. And I look back at times where I was just a happier person and um, being more positive and I actually remember memories better and I'm just not in my own head and I'm committed to working on being that, that way, you know, being more positive for the rest of my life because it's such a different way of living and you've always have a decision. You can be positive or you can be pessimistic and there's always a decision there. There is always choice. And I call choice our superpower. Mm, Love that. (laughs) Because based on how you choose to respond or choose to act or choose to behave, everything in your life will change because choice has this wonderful ability to actually change your beliefs without needing to know what the belief was. If you can, in a moment where your pattern and programming always does the same thing, it always goes into self-pity perhaps, or maybe it goes to blame. Maybe anger is your drug of choice. If you can stop in that moment before you dive into it, and let it consume you and say, thank you, but no thank you. Old friend, blame. (laughs) I've known you for a long time, buddy. 
but you're not serving me. You don't feel good anymore. And in this moment, I choose to take accountability instead of to blame and give my power away. I'm going to take accountability because I've created this moment and I've created this opportunity and I'm going to use it to lift me up and to open up more to my higher self, to my divine self, to that super consciousness that I have access to if I can just open up and receive it and choose it. And in that moment when you make that choice, the belief about blame, which may be a belief based on me feeling helpless, thinking that maybe as a child or an infant even, maybe as an infant, I was left in the crib to cry it out. Very common thing that that used to happen a lot with Mm -hmm. babies, still does. Maybe in that moment I decided, wow, I'm really helpless in this world. I'm stuck in this little body. I can't move. I can't crawl. I can't get out of this crib. And I need some support and no one's here offering it to me. I must not matter. I must not be worthy. Mm. Maybe the belief came from then. How could I ever remember that? I can't, but my body does and my cells do. And there's a belief there. But the minute I choose, no, I'm powerful. I'm creating. And I'm choosing not to take that path anymore. I'm choosing to be accountable. Wow, that belief goes away. Because I've replaced it Mm. with one that serves me and one that's actually true. Yeah. (laughs) One that isn't against my nature. One that is in alignment with my nature. Regarding the book, you spoke about the book. You don't have to understand everything in the book. Mm -hmm. This is a, a good thing to know. Often when you listen to something, even this podcast, there may be just be one concept in it that's for you. One word, one story that speaks to your soul, that makes you light up and become more conscious and more aware. And that's all you need to take from it. Work with it, that one thing. Yeah. Work with it until you own it, till you know it and you've integrated it as a part of you. And then maybe 10 years down the road, you'll pick the book up again. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll read it and it'll be a totally different book. And you'll get something totally new and amazing from it. Mm. That's being in the now, right? Yeah. Right now, this is what this book is doing for me. This is what this movie is telling me. But even tomorrow, it might be totally different. Because I'm a different person in every moment. Mm-hmm. Moment to moment. Do you think that your higher self, or I like to call it my superwoman self, as mm-hmm. I told you... And um, we talked about that on the podcast a lot. Do you think that person always stays the same? That higher self always stays the same? Mm, that's a great question. I intend to know more about that at some point in time. Um, I believe there are probably several layers to your higher self. I'm sure there are higher selves of higher selves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I believe and I know, and I like to speak from knowing, I know that there's always an entourage around me and around everyone. You have unseen, so to speak, helpers, friends, guides. People have lots of different words for them. But when you really tune in and become sensitive and invite their presence and ask to maybe get to know them a bit better, you can feel them. You can feel them with you. You can feel them in the room with you and around you. And your higher self is part of that conglomeration, right? Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And depending on your thoughts and how you're thinking, that's the helpers that you're going to attract as well. <laughs> Do you mean from guides like spirits? Um, some people call them spirit guides. Yeah. Guides. Um, spiritual beings that aren't in a human physical form that as you chose to incarnate into your body to have the experiences you chose to have while you were here, the lessons that you chose to learn while you were here. You've also got friends on the other side, so to speak, the other side of the veil, it's often called Mm. sitting in the unknown, perhaps is a nice way to say it as well, that are always working with you and for you, bringing the experiences to you. If you aren't owning your anger, then they're going to bring an angry person for you to have a look at (laughs) <laughs> so that you can see it, see the reflection right in your face. So you can't ignore it, right? Mm-hmm. If someone's screaming at you in your face, <laughs> it's really hard to ignore anger. It is. If someone's being angry right in your face, you've got to own it, look at it, and deal with your own layers of anger that are hidden away in the body. How do you deal? So if somebody listening right now is just starting this personal growth journey of theirs, How would you deal with all these suppressed emotions if someone has a lot of work to do? Everyone has a lot of work to do, firstly. (laughs) Doing the journey, the spiritual journey, is a lifetime commitment or many lifetimes of commitment. There's a lot of work that, that has to be done. The happy and good news is that at this time on the planet, there is a ton of energy available to do work and to do it really quickly. If it's what you desire, you need to ask for it. Write it in your journal if you're a writer. If you're someone that likes to pray, say a prayer. Ask for the teacher to appear. Ask for the techniques to come to you. If you are a meditator, drop down into meditation. Quiet your mind and and drop the request into that space between your thoughts. And then be on the lookout. Literally, within 36 hours, you should be receiving some clues. And that clue may be that a friend of yours pops over and says, Hey, guess what? So-and-so's in town and they're giving a workshop. Do you want to join me? Say yes. That's your universe speaking to you saying, Go and take this workshop. There's something in it that is going to help you on your way. Maybe it's that you're listening to the radio and a song starts to play, and you just start to weep. (laughs) There's a message in there that you need to listen to and receive. Maybe a book gets dropped into your lap. Maybe you're out walking, and something attracts you in the front front of a window, right? I need to get that book. It speaks to you. Let the teacher come to you in that way. Let the message come to you in that way. There are many, many teachers. There are many, many techniques. And all of them have value. There's something in in everything. There's some truth in everything if you look hard enough sometimes. (laughs) However, find the one that really speaks to your soul. Find the teacher that you feel comfortable with. And go with it. Follow it. When you're given some work to do, do your work. Do your homework. Body work uh, can be really important for many people to help things move through the body. And that could be massage, that could be yoga, that could be uh, Tai Chi, Qigong is a great energy mover. There are tons of alternative healers out there that are working at that level as well. 
But you also need to bring the mental side into it and work with the mind. So hypnosis is the fastest way to reprogram the subconscious mind. Um, lots of, there are lots of coaches out there nowadays. My teachers offer a lot of online stuff that's incredible, transformative. Would you ever safe. do hypnosis? Like if somebody listening that lives in the UK, if they want to do like a Skype or a phone session, is that available? A Skype session is doable. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to see someone to it's be able to face. connect with them in that way. Um, and, and another thing that's quite popular right now and effective and quick is tapping. Mm-hmm. We did some of that. We did. And I, I'm using it at home, by the way. Awesome. I'm totally by myself and I'm just like <laughs> tapping my chest and my face and I'm like, I am this, I am that, like I am worthy. I am the, it's so, it's actually, it really works. It's, it's fantastic. And, and it's very inexpensive and even free. The world tapping summit is online right now. It's coming to a close, but there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and the tapping sequence is very simple. There's a setup statement that we use that's used in it. And, um, it's just a great way to acknowledge and accept how you're feeling in the moment. Yeah. When what you're was feeling it that we did, we were like, were we um, I fear of the unknown feeling. Yeah. Fear and, yes. That was a big one yeah. for me. Cause I had a lot of weight on my shoulders and my neck. And that obviously is carrying a lot. And we did, um, even though something, something I love and accept myself. And then we went over through that and then it was like, then we went through empowering kind of affirmations. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool process. So the idea behind tapping is that at first you acknowledge and the, and the statement is even though, mm -hmm. so even though I'm feeling scared right now, mm -hmm. even though I'm feeling afraid right now, I deeply love and accept myself or I'm willing to love and accept myself. If you're not in a place where you're feeling like you love and accept mm. yourself, which is a lot of people. And, and you tap on certain points as you do this and, and you walk through talking a bit while tapping on specific points and the sequence is all online. It's very simple. And then you switch it to positive affirmations and you literally start tapping new beliefs into your body. Most of the points are on the head, the face, a couple of them are down in the chest area, but you are literally tapping in this new programming into your body, into your mind and into your belief system. So it's a really quick way to move through emotions, to accept how you're feeling and to start then focusing on the thoughts that you want and the mm. reality that you choose. And it is quite an effective way, quick, quick and easy. What are some of the ones that we did? It was like, um, I'm safe. I like the universe is only conspiring for me, not mm -hmm. against me. So, so, so we were working specifically with the fear of the unknown mm -hmm. and the fear of the unknown is, is a really big common fear that most yeah. people have, even though they might not know that they have it. And it's, it's due to programming. We're programmed to fear the dark, right? As children, yeah. all the movies, right? All the scary movies happen at night. Uh, we're programmed to be afraid of people we don't know, stranger danger. <laughs> Yeah. Right? It's, it's a thing that they actually teach now to, in schools. Um, Deep waters. Yeah. The unknown. The right? unknown. The unknown. Yeah. That's like one of my fears is like, I don't know, swimming in a really deep lake or something. Yeah. A fear of the unknown. Yeah. When in fact, it's just the opposite. The unknown is where all the magic and the mystery is, right? It's where all the potential and the possibility is waiting for us. So the fear of the unknown, we tapped on, even though I'm feeling 
afraid of the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my future holds. I don't know. But I'm choosing to trust now. I'm choosing to trust that my higher self, that the universe, that the earth are constantly conspiring for my success. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to believe that I'm worthy of my greatest dreams, my biggest, wildest dreams. I'm choosing to believe that my passion will help to bring about these dreams. I'm choosing to trust in the techniques that I know and that I have. I'm choosing to focus on the positive aspects of life. Hmm. Things that are really reinforcing, things that uplifting thoughts, really lofty, joyful, expansive thoughts. And we tap those into the body. Mm. So we move really quickly from feeling afraid to feeling confident, to feeling empowered, to feeling like, yes, I am a spiritual being having a human experience and I can create my own heaven on earth. Yeah, I can. Love that. Okay, so we're at 40 minutes. I have one more question for mm-hmm. you. We talk about morning routines a lot on the podcast. I'm obsessed with them. I think they're just like the best way to prime yourself for a great day. So my question for you is, let's just say you've woken up on the wrong side of the bed one morning. What are some things that you do that ensures that you'll bounce back and have an amazing day? Wonderful question. And and I had such a morning this morning because I had a really intense and strange dream that I woke Mm. up with that I needed to process. I was just feeling a little off Off, about it. So before I get up, before I get up in the morning, I close my eyes again because this is a magic time. It's a hypnotic time. So my subconscious mind is more open to receiving pictures and programming at this time. And I stopped And I decided to focus on what I wanted from my day. This is a beautiful way to start every day. Spend five minutes Mm. and visualize some of the wonderful things you want to have happen today. I was teaching a yoga class this morning and I chose to see the ladies here having a wonderful, relaxing time. I was doing this interview today, so I chose to tell myself that it would be an amazing opportunity and something fun and new for me to do and I would really enjoy it. I saw myself having fun. And I just put some of these visuals into place for how my day would go. And when I get up every morning, I do something called the daily energy routine. Yes. (laughs) It's something from Donna Eden. I watched the video. Yeah, Yeah. energy medicine. And it is, again, it's a series of stretches. It takes me about five minutes. So I do some stretches. I do some tapping. And I actually, having completed the foundations program, I trace my meridians every morning. So I take my hands and I run them through the sequence of the meridians. Meridians are energy pathways through the body. So they are the energy pathways that feed the organs. So I make sure that my body, the energy is flowing. It's going in the right direction. It's headed in the right sequence. My organs are being fed. I do this daily energy routine so that I know that I'm balancing my energies. And I also actually trace my radiant circuits, which is another one of our amazing energy pathways in the body energy patterns in the body. We have several different energy systems. Radiant circuits are one of them, but they're your joy circuitry. So I trace my radiant circuits with the intent, of course, that I am waking up to joy. I'm beckoning it. I'm inviting it. I'm allowing joy to be my guide. 
And, uh, and that is my morning. I do probably 15 minutes of energy exercises in the morning to make sure my energies are balanced. It's amazing. And focusing, of course. It's so incredible. And, and I, I do meditate as well, but I often do that in the 4am sort of time, time period. Mm-hmm. You wake <laughs> up and then go back to bed. So you wake up to meditate and go back to bed. That's I so do. Cool. Well, I wake up naturally. So then I'll do my meditation. I'll go back to sleep and then I'll get up at a, and it, a more acceptable hour, mm-hmm. 6.30 or so, and start my the rest of my physical routine where I'm actually interfacing with my body and getting my energies flowing and working for me for the day. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was such an amazing episode. I think it's such a mind-blowing, crazy topic, and I'm so happy that I got to have you on. My pleasure. Where Such can everyone pleasure. find you? I don't know if you have Instagram or you know your your I website. Do. I do now, actually. I you can find me at www.harmonyyoga.ca, but it's spelled a little differently. So it's spelled H A R M A N I E. So it's the end of my name. Yeah. Instead Harmony. of the traditional Harmony. HarmonyYoga.ca. Yeah. Harmony Yoga is my is my um, spot on Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook. I have a Harmony Yoga Facebook page Amazing. too. And a newsletter. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in receiving a little bit of inspiration every month, I send out a little newsletter once a month. And uh, it's got a little message and some inspiration in it as well. And you can sign up mm-hmm. for that on the website. Amazing. That's yeah. so great. Thank you so much. Thank you.